it's been about 8 million ounces or so. And you can see that right here over the last four weeks, about 8 million ounces has really come off. And this has been a long trend. And that trend has been dating back to Silver Squeeze. Here's Silver Squeeze right here on the SLV chart. And this is the silver coming off. This is in London. This is over in COMEX in the US. You can see it coming off both exchanges. Not a lot left of silver. So if we're going to get a run on a metal, more than likely it happens to silver before it happens to gold. That is the basic report. Welcome to Gold Silver Pros. Searching for the best precious metals deal? Shop with our trusted partner, Arc Silver. Access special deals on silver, gold, and platinum through our website or call 307 264 9441. Hey everybody, this is Rob Keen, so goldsilverpros.com. It is February 24th, 2023 on a Friday. You guys will see this in a couple of days. We're recording this about 2 p.m. Central Time. The markets haven't closed yet. So just dating that in case we talk about any specific prices. A lot going on this week and we're going to get to it very quickly. The gold price and silver price have been hammered down. Basically, uh, gold trading 18.1084 right now, silver at 20.80. Uh, trending down. In the last week, they've been routed for the most part because of what we see as maybe mildly positive economic data. For example, uh, U.S. Services PMI came in at a 50.5, which is in the positive territory and says that the services part of the economy, which is the largest part of the economy, has slightly grown. Not by grown by much, but it has grown. Uh, manufacturing is still negative, though, to 47.8. Anything under 50 means that we're in a decline. So manufacturing has not recovered, but the services PMI is doing okay. Another green shoot in existing home sales. Existing home sales showed 4 million on expectations of 4.02, but that's close enough. I think the sales are pretty good. Initial jobless claims are down at 192,000. Consumer spending is up somewhat at 1.8%. However, the big news of the week is that the Fed's chosen inflation indicator, the PCE index, is up. It's 4.7% over core PCI year over year. That is 0.1% over last month and 0.3% over expectations, which has sent the market into a tailspin. The Dow Jones, for example, is down uh, so far today, 600 points on that news. And the reports had been that the Dow has been falling in the last week and the stock market has been falling the last week due to inflation. But we've known about inflation for the last couple of weeks. We've known about the payroll situation. So I'm not actually buying into the fact that that's what's causing the markets to uh, fall. I think the markets are falling because the core economic data is not great. Even though I just told you we've had some green shoots and some positivity this week, we've just had six months of negative data. And I think that's probably why the markets are going through a lot of volatility right now. The Dow, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, and Russell 2K are all down over a percent or right at a percent or over a percent the time that I'm reading this. But what really concerns me, ladies and gentlemen, are the bonds. And the thing that probably shocks me the most is the two years approaching 5%. It's up 0.11 percentage points today, 11 basis points, and it's trading at 4.803. The 10-year is approaching 4%, again, 3.947. Those levels are really high. That's the highest level we had in a two-year in quite some time. And the 10-year is trending back to 4%, which is not good because we had gotten under 4%, and now we're going towards 4%. On the two-year, the 4.801 is the highest rate I have seen since dating back to the right before the crisis in 2007. The last time that we were at this level was in March of 2007. We traded at 4.8707. Right now, we're at 4.8101. So that is a, goodness gracious, that is a 16-year high in the U.S. two-year 
treasury rate. And lest we think that the two-year treasuries are under problem or under pressure, let's take a look at the high uh, yield bond funds or junk bonds, if you will. It's approaching 9%, the US corporate high yield index. That's the highest it's been since the first round of the pandemic when it's 11.7%. So we're at about that panic level again in the junk bond market, which is not a good sign. It means that the economy is pricing in further trouble ahead. And that's something that you guys need to know. We're going to get into the gold and silver part of the presentation. So I will share a screen on that and we will talk through what's going on. Now, we do not have the CFTC uh, caught data. CFTC has announced that uh, that data will no longer be available. And I mistakenly just closed that special announcement. But if we look at the special announcement, it says the staff of the CFTC uh, today released the following statement to update the public on reporting delays to the uh, due to the cyber-related incident, ION Clear Derivatives, and quote, following the ION uh, cyber-related incident, reporting firms are continuing to experience some issues submitting timely and accurate data to the CFTC. As a result, the weekly commitments of traders report that normally would have been published on Friday, February 17th will be postponed. And in another uh, announcement by the CFTC last week, they mentioned it may be March before we get that. So if we go to the trades, one thing we don't know, who's trading one? I cannot tell you who is shorting gold right now and why it's coming down. We don't have that data available. All we can do is look at the data. If you look at the data, if you look at a volume chart, we've had a spike in volume lately, and that has led to increased selling pressure. We've had a modest amount of deliveries, but we've had a ton of VFPs. So for whatever reason, we're having a lot of activity on uh, the gold market in the US on the COMEX, but all of the delivery activity is actually going to London. That's because February is not a heavy delivery month. So people are taking deliveries against the April contract, or they're getting price exposure uh, into London because February is not a high delivery month. What does that mean? It means that right now people want physical gold and they want physical silver, but because February is not a big delivery month on the COMEX, they're not able to get it. So they use EFP to go to London to get that exposure. Okay. And that's what's happening. So that's a sign that we continue to have a lot of physical demand. If we look over at the settlements and at the pricing uh, as of Friday's data, you know, we were down 10 bucks to 18, 17, 30 on the dominant contract. You can tell by the number of contracts on volume, which one is the dominant. And the reason you see multiple months prices here is because this is a futures market. So people are taking futures positions or paper positions on the market. This is not physical delivery. And that's how price is determined in case you were not aware of that. Looking at Thursday's data, much the same. April is the dominant contract month in gold down 1470 in price. Again, we don't know who because that caught data is not available. Looking over to silver, same thing. We've had a spike in open interest the last few days, 21st to the 23rd of February, especially the 21st. And if you look at the 21st data, I'm guessing that the price came way down. So let's do that real quick. We're looking at Tuesday, the 21st. And actually, we had an update of, oh, 16, 16 cents and 60 cents on the dominant May contract. March has, is no longer the dominant contract, looks like here in terms of volume or in times of open positions, it is in volume, but it looks like people are already rolling over to May. I should correct myself there. Overall, uh, it's looking fairly weak in the silver market. Prices are down almost 50 cents early on today's trading day. This is Friday's data, down almost 50 cents on about 50,000 contracts trading on the May contract. So continued pressure on uh, gold and silver in the derivative market, the paper market, but the physical market is very strong. As you can tell, this is the amount of gold that has flown uh, off the COMEX in the last four weeks, it is over about, it's about uh, 1.1 million ounces, I believe. And then overall, it's 1.4 million ounces have come off the last four weeks when you combine the U.S. trading data and COMEX with 
the stuff in London. Most of these ETFs are in London, not all, but this is a pretty good proxy for it. And overall, you can see that metal is coming off. And overall, if you look at the a GLD ETF, which is stored in London, even though there's been a slight uptick lately, that's come down for the last two years. And if we look at the COMEX uh, gold stockpiles, you can see two categories, eligible and registered. Eligible is the private storage, this light green. That's where it's not really eligible for trading on a COMEX unless the owner on a private contract says, I'm going to put it back on the exchange. So this, this light green here is not exchange ready gold. It's privately held gold. This dark green is the liquidity, the registered stocks. And you can see they're still pretty healthy, although they've come down. So we don't have near as much as we used to, but there's still a sufficient amount of gold there to service the market, I believe. So I'm not overly concerned with gold, even though that that amount has come off of Comex. And we can see that up here in this chart in the last four weeks, you've seen that gold come off. These are all red and negative numbers. You're seeing the same thing here. That's the same thing you're seeing on the chart version, although we still have enough liquidity right now. So I'm not worried about a gold, a short term gold run off the COMEX, although silver may be a different story. Let's get into the silver. This is silver and on COMEX, silver has lost about eight to nine million ounces over the last four weeks, three million overall. So about five to six million have come in total into London, according to this chart over the last four weeks. So London has seen a little bit more of inflow of silver, whereas COMEX in the US has seen an outflow. And again, this is the London numbers because this is SLB. Most of this is stored in London. The London numbers have come down since silver squeeze. This is a silver squeeze right here. And they have not come up, although there's been a slight uptick recently. So we've seen a little bit of gold and silver move back on the COMEX lately, although the overall amounts are down, as you can see here. Again, the, the light green is privately held, not eligible for delivery on the COMEX. Not eligible, this light green. Now, it could be if the private holder of that holding it on the depository decided to say, yes, I'm going to put it back in trading. But that means they need to have clear title. It cannot belong to anybody else. And we don't know if that's the case. And the CME Group and the CFTC have both come out and said in a memorandum, I think uh, two years ago, that they're not sure how much of this eligible could come back on the market because it's privately owned. They said maybe it's 50%. We could say whatever percentage we want because we don't know all the private contracts governing that. This dark green is the liquid put up for potential delivery on the marketplace. Doesn't mean it all needs to be delivered. It's eligible for but that's actually called registered stocks, not eligible. I know it's confusing, but this dark green basically represents liquidity, both in silver and gold. And we have declining liquidity in silver. And so I think that we could be near a run. Look at this. And if you look at silver depositories, what's come off the last four weeks over COMEX, it's been about 8 million ounces or so. And you can see that right here over the last four weeks, about 8 million ounces has really come off. And this has been a long trend. And that trend has been dating back to silver squeeze. Here's silver squeeze right here. On the SLV chart, and this is the silver coming off. This is in London. This is over in COMEX in the US. You can see it coming off both exchanges. Not a lot left of silver. So if we're going to get a run on a metal, more than likely it happens to silver before it happens to gold. That is the basic report that I have for you. Just to recap what we have, we have some basic green shoots in the economy. It looks like the service economy for the first time in a number of months had a very slight growth. Manufacturing is still down, although it has improved. We had some existing home sales amp just slightly tick up. We had some, some jobless claims slightly tick down. So some very baby little positive signs of green shoots in the economy, not enough to turn the economy around, but nice to see. And I, that's part of the reason gold and silver are falling. Although we can't tell you who is causing gold and silver to fall. Cause again, we haven't had that caught report in a month. It's been a calendar month since January 24th. And we've had a commitment returns report from the CFTC. Again, we don't know when we're going to get that. So I can't tell you who's doing what, on the gold and silver markets, but obviously there's a lot of selling pressure there. 
Now the question is, what about the physical? Physical, I think deliveries have been strong. I have connections to a lot of retailers and wholesalers. They're telling me uh, physical deliveries ticked up just a bit, although January was down. So January was a somewhat down month in terms of physical deliveries across the wholesale and retail sector. It started to rebound in February, but we're going to have to see what happens with the numbers. And as, uh, as I've been saying now for about a month and a half, let's get all the earnings reports out and get the year-end results out for all of these companies because you got year-end reporting coming up in March and we'll see how they're doing. And as they announce their plans for additional spending or uh, job and wage cuts, we're going to see what happens. And that will tell us probably what will happen the rest of the first quarter. Also let you know the Fed came out and they were a little bit more uh, soft on raising interest rates. We think now the next interest rate raise may only be 0.25% to get them to that magical 5% level. Now, some of the Fed uh, members, different branch members want to continue above 5%. Some have said they want to get it closer to inflation. Some said we want to have a permanent increase to the Fed's target rate from 2% to maybe 3 or 4 So I think the Fed is gearing up to deal with what I call structural inflation, which is inflation in a system that's not going away anytime soon. And I think it may be here to stay for the next two to three years. Now we will have um, competing cycles of inflation and deflation as we go through this process. And eventually we'll have probably a big rollover in the economy at some point. That happens every four to 10 years. And of course, it's been 12, 13 since we had our last one. So we're going to see it again. So just prepping for that. Most people think we're headed to recession this year. We'll continue to monitor that. That has been your weekly market wrap up. Thank you so much for joining. We'll come back next week. This has been Robert Keats with Gold Silver Pros. Hey, thanks for watching. We selected these videos just for you. Check them out. And remember, $4.99 a month keeps the lights on and the channel going. So join our Gold Silver Pro supporter membership. We appreciate your support. Keep stacking.